this is Spin Control, Fibercraft podcast by a joyful girl. Episode 1. I'm Shiloh, also known as a joyful girl in many circles. I'll be your host, and today we're going to chat a bit about who I am, why I decided to start this cast, and what's going on in my crafting life. Again, welcome everybody to the first episode of Spin Control. I'm going to start things off by telling you a little bit about myself. I'm a mid 30s mother of two, married to the same wonderful man for nearly 11 years. I work full-time, I'm a full-time mom, and I try to squeeze a little crafting in whenever those other obligations allow me to. My crafting background. I started knitting about four years ago, primarily out of spite. That's a really long story. Maybe I'll save that for another day. And um, I crochet a little bit. I can. I don't always choose to, but I can. I spin. I just started that uh, less than a year ago. I got my first spinning wheel for Christmas. It is a second-hand, beautiful Louette Victoria that my husband found me at an unbelievable price, and she's been very good to me, and she's done just about everything I've asked her to do. Her name is Carlin, and we will definitely talk about her as the podcast goes on. Um, In addition to all the fibery goodness, I sew a little bit. And that's kind of taken over my life over the past two weeks. And I've really been enjoying that. And we'll talk more about that later in this episode. I guess first things first. Um, Why did I start this podcast? Well, there are a lot of podcasters around me lately. And I guess I just kind of got the buzz. I got excited and I wanted to share my crafting life with everybody out there over these airwaves. I don't know, I'm actually quite surprised by it myself, but I have a little bit of a broadcast background. I've done a little radio DJing, I've done some professional audio and video editing, and it just seemed like the right fit, and I'm going to give this thing a try, and hopefully I'm relatively decent at it and get a couple listeners, and we'll continue this on past episode one. I guess we'll have to see how that goes. Why the name Spin Control? That's actually an interesting story. In my real life, if you will... I am a marketing and public relations specialist, and I work for the government. So as you know, spin control and the term spin doctor actually derived from the accusations that the government always adds propaganda in all their professional communications. So really, that's what I do. I'm a paid spin doctor, and spin control is is what I do for a living, and it just kind of worked out that it's a nice little double entendre. So that's where I am. That's where I came from. And that's why we're here. So I really, really hope that this works out and that we have a good time uh, talking about my crafting life and all the things that have to do with all the fiber goodness that's around us. One of the segments I plan on regularly including in the podcast is a little section I like to call Spin a Tale where I tell you about what's been going on in my life. I guess it's the reality portion to my fibery fantasies, if you will. And really, the only thing that's been going on in the past couple weeks is that we've had Easter and spring break and all those kind of festivities going on. I actually this year decided to take a couple weeks off so I could spend some good quality time with my daughters. 
I have a 12-year-old and a 9-year-old, and we had some big plans. We had a lot of plans for how we were going to spend this two weeks. We were going to go downtown St. Louis and visit the city museum, maybe run off to the zoo, do some shopping. It was going to be a blowout girls week with just me and my daughters. Unfortunately, our spring break was a bust. The very first day of spring break, my nine-year-old woke up to the stomach flu. Two and a half days of definitely unpleasantries. Right around the time she was starting to feel better, her sister got it, followed by her father. So instead of spending 10 fantasy days of vacation time with my family, I spent the entire time playing caregiver. What a wonderful way to spend a spring break. And of course, the weather was glorious and we should have been out in it. But yeah, not so much. It didn't really happen. We just hung out in the house and sometimes we never really got out of our PJs. And that's kind of how life treats me sometimes. But on a positive note, I did get to spend a lot of time with my sewing machine while the kids and my husband were all sleeping and trying to recover from their illnesses. So I got a lot of sewing done. Got to get to know my new sewing machine a little bit better. So I guess it's not all lost. I definitely would have rather spent it doing other things, but still. I got a little bit of sewing done, so it kind of makes up for the time I was locked in the house. Next on the agenda for this episode is a little segment I like to call Spinning My Wheels, where I tell you all about the progress, or lack thereof, on the projects I've got in the works. Most of the time it'll be knitting, with a little bit of crochet, spinning, and sewing thrown in the mix. Right now, I must say that I am focused on one project. I'm not a monogamous knitter. However, I've kind of had to put all of my other projects to the side because I have a deadline. I'm knitting myself a cute little tank top to wear to Maryland Sheep and Wool. I'm really excited, one, about the tank top, and two, I'm attending Maryland Sheep and Wool. I've never been to any sort of wool gathering or festival or any sort of event like that, so this is my first time. I'm tagging along with my friend Jackie from Kipping It Real. I am lucky enough to go on as one of her minions. I believe my primary role at the event will be to carry heavy things and look adorable, which is why I'm knitting the tank top. The pattern I'm using is one from Barocco. It's called Peron. It's a little open back apron style tank top. It's three colors. It's really, really cute. It's I'm not sure how good I am at describing these things. It is... Well, it's an open back tank top with three colors. It's really, really cute. I found the pattern in Linen Picnic, booklet number 285 from Barocco. And I don't know, when I saw it, I just fell in love with it. It's a simple tank, primarily stockinette stitch, and it has intarsia, where you work the three colors in. There's a square geometric shape made out of colors running up the front of the tank. It's really, really cute. I've never done intarsia before, so this is actually the perfect way to start. Just switching between three colors across like 295 stitches. It's not super boring. Okay, yeah, it's super boring, but I hope the final product is totally worth all the time spent with the second stitch. And you only change colors twice across a row, so that doesn't really leave with much adventure either. <laughs> 
it's just really cute. Other than that, the only thing I've been working on is I had sewn all those bags. About 13 bags. 13 sewn bags. Whew. That's really all I've got going on in terms of projects in the works. I once heard a podcaster say that all podcasts should include a segment about your favorite things. And my segment is going to be called All Spun Up, where I talk about that one item that has me the most excited for the week. Sometimes it'll be positive, and sometimes it will be negative. But it will always be filled with my excitement. This week, the one thing that has me the most excited and all spun up is cotton fabric remnants. Don't ask me why. I've always bought them. I've always loved them. I don't know if it's the discount you get for just buying a little leftover bit of fabric in a cute little pattern. I don't know if it's the fact that you don't have to make a major commitment because you're just buying 18 inches instead of yards and yards of fabric. But I love them, and I always have purchased them. I actually have a Rubbermaid bin in my yarn stash that's full of them. But at least this past week, I was able to put some of those to use. And unfortunately, it led to more remnant purchasing. I got so excited that I went and bought more remnants, and I had to reorganize my stash to make room for them. I never thought that my yarn stash would have more fabric in it. It doesn't have more fabric than yarn. It just has more fabric than it used to have. So that's the one thing that has me the most excited during the past week is little delicious cotton fabric remnants. Now one of the segments that I have always enjoyed in the knitting podcast that I listen to is a segment on product reviews. Whether it's yarn or needles or books or magazines or patterns, I just really have always found it helpful to hear another knitter's opinion on the products that they're using, pros and cons, whether it's easy or hard, whether you know you could make changes to make it better. I really, really have always found that helpful, so I want to include a segment in my podcast that talks about my experiences, pros and cons, with products. And I'm going to call that segment, Putting My Spin On It. And I figured, since this is my first show, I'm going to talk about the book that I use to learn to knit. I'm one of those learners that is able to look at a book, follow the instructions, look at the pictures, and teach myself a skill. The book that I use to learn to knit is called Knitting, Learn to Knit Six Great Projects. It's edited by Ann Johnson, and it's a part of the Klutz series of books. I'll include a link to it in the show notes. This book has really six little projects. It walks you through casting on, knitting, and purling. You know, you basically do garter stitch, and stockinette stitch in one little project. And as you're starting, you don't even realize that you're working on the first project in the book. It's this little purse. And by the time that you've learned the knit, the purl, the difference between garter and stockinette stitch, you're halfway through this little purse. You finish it up. They teach you how to seam it up. You basically do an I-cord strap for it. And you're done. You've knit this little project. I can't say that I was actually any good at it when I first started, but when I got done with that product, I felt accomplished, like I had done something. Oh my gosh, this book helped me create this item. And I ended up actually making two of those little purses because each of my daughters wanted one for themselves. The book itself is a kit. It includes knitting needles, a yarn needle, buttons you'll need for the projects, and a little skein of 
acrylic yarn. Not horrible acrylic yarn either. I was actually surprised to find out that it was acrylic. But unfortunately, the book didn't give any yarn credit to that product, so I'm not able to tell you what kind of yarn it was. But it was like the best acrylic yarn I've ever knit with. Really cool. I just put my spin on that book, and I highly recommend it. I actually keep a copy of it in my library so that if there's someone in my life that wants to learn to knit, I can show them a few things and then send them away with that book, which is how I learned. I've given away six or seven of those books in the past, say, two and a half years. And it doesn't include the two books that I gave to my daughters for Christmas so that they could learn to knit and share that knitting time with mom. So that's putting my spin on it. Well, we've just about made it to the end of the first episode of Spin Control. I've really had a good time recording this, and I hope that you have all had a really good time listening to it. My final segment for every podcast is going to be called Spin Off, where I share a few final thoughts and close out with a song. Final thoughts for this week. I wanted to share with you my three-episode policy for listening to podcasts. I like to listen to three episodes of every new podcast that I try before I decide whether or not to keep it or take it off of my playlist. I always listen to the most recent episode and then I'll go back to the beginning and listen to episode one and two. And if I really enjoy the podcast, I'll actually download every episode and totally catch up. If I don't enjoy it, I don't subscribe. So hopefully you and me will share the next three episodes together and we'll decide whether or not we're going to make this relationship work or not. Anyhow, thanks again. I plan on recording once a week for 10 to 12 weeks and then maybe taking a break like I've seen some other podcasters do, you know, just so I give my life some time to get in the way of this stuff. It'll be on a, in a scheduled manner. Again, check out the show notes page. That can be found at spincontrolpodcast.com. You can email me at a joyful girl knits at gmail.com and catch me on Ravelry as a joyful girl, spelled exactly how it sounds. Thanks again, everybody, for sticking with me, and I'll talk to you soon.
gotten up another time. 